Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for March 25th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. Welcome to the broadcast. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. A quick recap of yesterday's show. Sam doubles down and defends the God-given sacred gift of agency. Yes, indeed. We talked about illegal immigrants suspected of crimes ranging from rape and murder to gang affiliation arrested in the Rio Grande Valley sector of Texas. That's according to Customs and the Border Patrol. And they call it Border Patrol and Protection, I guess, right? It's not protection if they're not patrolling the border, if they're just letting all the criminals come through. There you go, right? What's up with that? Saki, that's the press secretary for Joe, pressed on Biden. Biden's putting illegals in hotel rooms while National Guard defending this nation has to sleep in Parking garages. Yes, indeed. That's what's going on in America, ladies and gentlemen. It is the, <laughs> wow, the epitome of shame. Uh, the double standards on tap for y'all to see, isn't it, though? Illegal immigrants, in addition to being, um, what, housed in hotel rooms and such? Some of them are in cages. That disparity is a shame as well. But now it turns out that illegal immigrants to receive $4.4 billion in stimulus checks. Yeah, Democrats are putting on a full court press to advance gun control bills in the Senate. So while they're trying to disarm us, they're letting the illegals, rapists and plunderers and murderers and come across the border and hang out in hotel rooms. The folks defending us have to sleep in a parking garage. Jack Phillips, the poor guy, the baker that baked, the, will refuse to bake a cake for the gays now is asked to bake a cake for a transgender, for a gender, what do you call it, a gender transition cake? I've never heard of this, so I'm kind of hesitating. A gender transition cake. Uh, anyway, it's blue on the outside and pink on the inside, demonstrating the transition, and Jack says won't bake it. And Anyway, Mr. Phillips says won't do it. They took him back to court so much for double jeopardy. That's down the drain in the Republic as well. That was our one of Liberty Roundtable Live yesterday, hour two. Oregon health officials are now proposing a permanent mask mandate. That's right. Don't worry about it. They want it to be permanent, but if it all becomes okay, if, if all of a sudden the cocoa goes away and the world gets safe again, they'll get rid of the mandate. They promise. Imagine Oregon trying to get permanent mask mandates. That's insanity. Joy Behar, Behar, whatever you call this whacked out talking head, poked foot in Americans who do not want the coronavirus vaccines, until free donuts came. Krispy Kreme donuts saying, we'll give you a donut every day this year, man, if you take the cocoa. Now, Behar referred to the nation, listen to this, 
as a nation of golden retrievers. Yeah, she said, you know what? Like Pavlov's dog there. You perform tricks in order to get a treat. Behar says, you know what would help, though? If they would attach those stimulus checks to the Cocovax. Yeah, you're not going to get your check unless you take the vaccines. That ought to work, she said. I mean, these people are absolutely tyrannical. Now, here's the interesting thing about Behar. She would restrict my right to free speech and say, I can't say what I think or believe. But, of course, she can say and think what she believes, right? That's how it is in the double standard for these extremists, right? Uh, however, I would defend Behar's right to say what she wants. She can say the Americans are like Pavlov's dogs, and you know what? She's half right on that score. But whether I agree with her or disagree with her, here's the point. I will defend her right to say it and think it and believe it as she chooses. This is not China, people. I don't agree with her at all, but I, well, I'll defend her right. Because pretty soon it'll be my rights, right? Look at the double standard there. All right. Sydney Powell. Yeah, the mainstream press lying about her saying she capitulated. She's admitting in court that she was wrong. It was just her opinions. No one would believe what she had to say. She's saying that's an outright lie. Sydney Powell doing a great job in response to the fake news. Hashtag fake news is lying to everyone about our filings. In the Dominion case, she says, quote, my position has not changed. We will be taking them to the mat, she says, and her attorney speaks out on her behalf as well. Howard, I don't know how to say his last name, Quinn Hindler, I don't know. Attorney for Sidney Powell also responds to media allegations concerning a motion to dismiss the Dominion filing complaint. Yesterday, that was two days ago now. Um, uh, the attorney says that many media outlets cut and pasted out of context portions of our motions to dismiss uh, regarding the Dominion complaint. They wanted to spit a message that the election fraud allegations that Ms. Powell presented to various courts, not, not only that, to mention to the public as well, were not credible. He said, I'd like to clarify what actually was presented to the court. First, let me be very clear. Any suggestion that no reasonable person would believe Ms. Powell for her comments on the election, um, you know what? That's bogus. These reports are referring to language that's not correct. We're talking about a legal standard here, ladies and gentlemen. Adopted by the court's to determine whether statements qualify as opinions. And the fact is those opinions are exempt from defamation and liability. That's the point. So when she says it's her opinion, and so then the mainstream press saying, well, she's now saying it's not fact, it's just her opinion, that's a lie. In courts, attorneys file opinions. That doesn't mean she doesn't believe it. That doesn't mean she's backing off of the facts. All right? For example... The D.C. Circuit Court just reaffirmed last week that there is no claim for defamation when the alleged defamatory statement is a legal opinion. See, that's the, where they're kind of going off the rails. Legal opinions are different from opinions. They're codified in court with terms that mean things. Courts issue opinions. So Sidney Powell and her lawyer are saying, you know what? Just because we're talking about opinions in court, don't 
deceive the people and act like that's Sydney backing away from the facts. That's a lie. All right. And so she's saying, because I expressed an a legal opinion as an attorney to the court, and I backed that up by affidavit and facts and documents and evidence and uh, firsthand witness testimony and everything else. And then I say, my opinion is this. Whether the court agrees with me factually or not isn't the point. I'm entitled to the opinions that I submit legally as an attorney. And for you guys to say that's some type of, of uh, libel or slander or you know, anything else just is a lie. And so Sidney Powell and those folks pushing for, um, based on the rule of law, a change there saying, hey, uh, you can't go after her for defamation uh, because she has every right to submit legal opinions. The, the media now trying to make you believe that's just Sydney going, I don't really have the facts. I was just expressing my opinion, and nobody believes it anyway. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's what's going on in the courts, ladies and gentlemen. Just thought I'd brief you on that, and that is a recap of yesterday's award-winning broadcast available at LibertyRoundTable.com and LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word, tell the tale. All right, news the network refused to use starts now. The good sheriff, Richard Mack, with me. Welcome back, sir. As far as I understand, you've been traveling the globe, buddy. Thanks for having me back, Sam, this beautiful Thursday morning, and it's great to be back in uh, town until I leave tomorrow for Albany. Now, you rolled to Hawaii and gave a, a big political speech as well, right? Yeah, I did. It was a, a, an amazing uh, location, uh, the Kapiolani Park on the east side of Waikiki, and uh, the lovely dawn was... Uh, between trips in Austin, and I told her to meet me in uh, Honolulu. She had just got. Well, they usually tired. hold she on a minute. Now they usually say, "Meet me in St. Louis, Sheriff." What's up with yeah. that? Meet me in Hawaii. Meet me in Honolulu, <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah, so she decided not to go. So I came back early. We, she and I, were going to stay an extra few days there, but I, instead, I just came pretty much right back and. While I was there, I did several other shows, and I did a, a great uh, event on um, Hop On, I think, Hop In or something like that, it, uh, uh, kind of a competitor to Zoom, I guess, and uh, we did that out of Florida uh, while I was there, and it was a, a, a great event also with Caroline Weatherington, and um, a lot of big names were there, uh, in Including Sidney Powell, who you know very well. Actually, you've had her your, on her, your show several times, I think. And um, yeah, just caught everybody up on the lies being told about her as of late as well. Yeah, I just I heard you say that, and uh, I was glad to hear you say that. And then Nurse Aaron also spoke in Honolulu. Uh, she's from New York, and she had been uh, whistleblowing on the lies from the media and CDC and some other things. And uh, she's quite a cute little girl, and and, uh, and I guess I should call her a woman. Uh, but uh, she was an amazing speaker, and it went really well until the police showed up. Hang tight. I want to hear about this in seconds. The good sheriff's telling you the cops showed up. All right, hold on now. Sheriff Richard Mack with me, the Constitutional Sheriff's and Peace Officers Association, CSPOA.org. I'm a lifetime member and recommend you become one ASAP as well. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? 
Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Gentlemen, Richard Mack is with me, former sheriff of Graham County, Arizona, founder and president of the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, CSPOA.org. And the CSPOA is a partnership between citizens and local law enforcement, especially sheriffs. Mack encourages those who are not in law enforcement to stand with their county sheriffs, cspoa.org to learn more. Now, the good sheriff was telling us that he went to an event here. There, Who spoke now again? Who was the young woman that spoke, Sheriff? Yeah, Nurse Aaron, E-R-I-N. Nurse and Aaron I, I spoke, great speaker. Uh, uh, yes, All was going uh, well until the cops showed up, you say? Yes, and then uh, I was one of the first speakers, Um if not the very first, after they did a lot of Hawaiian ceremonies and rituals and performances, and it was really beautiful. Uh, and then a lot of those performers asked to have their uh, a picture taken with me. And I was so proud to, to uh, accommodate them. And yes, wow, I was flattered. Uh, and then I stayed around and signed a few books. And it was about an hour and a half after my speech. Uh, we start seeing some uniformed officers uh, showing up. And I went over and talked to some of them. Well, they wanted and to get their pictures right. taken with the sheriff that beat Bill Clinton in the Supreme yeah. Court. Is that what the cops <laughs> yeah. wanted? Yeah, that is, that is not exactly what they wanted. <laughs> oh, okay, just So uh, I said, what are you guys doing here? And uh, one of them said that they had received a complaint from somebody that uh, the, the crowd of about five or 600 that were there uh, were not uh, socially distancing, and they were not wearing masks. And I said, yeah, 
that's what this rally is. It's a rally against uh, COVID-19 mandates. It's a rally for liberty and individual rights. And and, uh, so, and let's be clear. It's uh, a rally against unconstitutional COCO well, sure. mandates, right? Let's sure. be clear. Yeah. Because, I mean, after yeah. all, we need to invoke the supreme law as we kind of protest this, right? Right. Yeah, we did. All right. And, and you know I did because that's what I do on every speech. So. So anyway, yes, um, no one in the crowd was wearing a mask. Uh, I was not, and I certainly did not while I was speaking. And um, so one of the cops, he was kind of a tall guy and uh, looked Polynesian, but I couldn't really tell for sure because he was wearing a mask. They were all wearing a mask, very tight black mask. And um, so he was he was the one that was kind of, being friendly with me, and there were some others that were a little bit, well, just short. You know, they were, you know, they were just short. They, I, I, I wouldn't say they were being totally rude, but their responses were just short and curt. And so um, this guy, I, I didn't see any insignias on him where he was a sergeant or lieutenant or corporal or anything. I may have missed it. I don't know. I didn't look him over really well. But he asked me to get back up on stage and tell the crowd to ask the crowd to socially distance or wear a mask. And so uh, I gave him my word that I would, but I also was honest with him, and I said, they're not going to. Uh, this whole thing is about not wearing the, the mask. And I said, and let's be really very clear, that- ladies and gentlemen. Let me, let me highlight this, Sheriff, because let's be very clear. Yeah. I would say to the police, I'm willing to tell people and, and encourage people to social distance and wear masks and wash your hands and mm-hmm. do all prudent things for safety. But understand right. that we're pleading with people so that they can make wise choices. It's kind of like the click it or ticket seatbelt law. I support encouraging people to wear a seatbelt. I do not support fines or mandates of any kind. And that's where we are with masks, officer. And if you want me to go ahead and articulate that, I'm glad to. But I'll go up on stage and tell these people that as long as you get up there and stand beside me and advocate for the fact that what I'm saying is correct. Yeah, okay. Will he do it? Anyway, I didn't invite him him up uh, to go with me, but I did go up. And I told him sincerely that I would do it. I said, I will keep my word to you, and I'll go ask him. But I said, just so you know, I don't think anybody's going to do it. So... Anyway, so I did. I got up back on stage. Uh, I, uh, uh, another speaker was just on his way up there, and I told him what I was doing, and he said, "Okay, fine, you know." And so I went up with him, and and um, he's a radio announcer. His last name's Big Street. I can't remember his first name, um, but anyway, he he does he does his own radio show. I've been on uh, been on with him at least once or twice, uh, and he's real friendly, nice guy. And um, so I told the crowd what the officer told me to tell them, and I wasn't being sarcastic. I wasn't going, yeah, right, he told me this, you know, what a dummy, you know. I, no, I was totally respectful. I did what he asked me to do. Nobody moved, nobody changed their positions, and nobody put on a mask. So I hung out a little bit more than that. More cops were showing up. They were kind of gathering. And <clears throat> I have never... Um, trusted uh, Honolulu PD. Uh, I think they've kind of been trained in a very socialistic uh, atmosphere, in a very uh, Democrat blue atmosphere. And um, 
Uh, I know for a fact that they have run roadblocks to force people to wear seatbelts. They literally do administrative checkpoints there to force people to wear their seatbelts. And um, about 11 years ago, I, I actually applied for Honolulu PD. I was considering uh, moving there as a kind of a semi-retirement. They do not have an age limit. You could be a cop there when you're 80 years old. They do, they do not have any age discriminations or requirements to be there. You have to do all the physical stuff just like everybody else. And I did at age 58, I did, or 57, I did very, very well on all of that, way ahead of most of the people that were 20, 25 years my younger. And I was really proud of that. So anyway, uh, they told me that after all my big old long uh, background check, uh, which was extremely extensive and intricate, uh, I've never seen anything like it. They told me they were going to put my application on hold because they were really concerned about my beliefs regarding not enforcing seatbelt laws because they looked up my website. And uh, so I said, that's okay, you know, and I said, I don't know why you would treat people like that, like you have a right to do that, but I said, that's fine. I, I guess we would uh, agree to disagree on that. But anyway, I did not take the job, and I wasn't really going to take the job because that's right when I was getting ready to form the CSPOA. And I told my wife, I said, no, there's just no way we could do it from Hawaii. It's too far from everything, and it would add an extra day to any, any trip I ever took. Anyway, but I, I wanted to try out, and I wanted to be in Hawaii anyway. I love Hawaii so much. I don't need much of an excuse, even if it was just to try out for Honolulu PD. Be that as it may, you know, I, and I told these guys that. I said, I know you guys run roadblocks, and I said, that's a very Nazi-type thing to do. And... Um, Anyway, I told the organizer of the event, I said, I'm just going to tell you something right now. I am leaving. I do not want to be here anymore because those cops are going to do something stupid. And um, they were hanging around, and they obviously knew that everybody there was not wearing a mask. So I left. I walked back to my hotel, which was about five blocks away. And uh, sure enough, the organizer called me. Her name was Jennifer. She called me and said, they arrested some people. I'm going to send you the footage. And it was like two, maybe three people. One was a woman, middle-aged, with two little children, three- and five-year-old children. Um, I don't know why they singled her out, but they did. I do. And I, guess I do, because if you can go ahead and attack a woman with her children and then demonstrate how bad she is to her children, then you can on the back end bring in the Department of Family Services and just harass the heck out of them to the point where nobody yeah. else. It'll send a clear message to everybody else, you better back down or they'll ruin your life, buddy. Yeah, maybe so, but uh, it, it just seemed like it was like a lion when it uh, has its prey in its sight. Uh, it it won't stop for any other prey, even though another antelope or or deer or something will get in the way. It stays right up once it decides to go to something. And that's and that's kind of seemed like it was the case with the Honolulu PD officers. They had their sight on this woman for some reason, and they were staying uh, a beeline attack on her, no question about it. And so. Uh, I saw the video, and 
while they were uh, attacking this woman and throwing her down to the to the ground. Uh, in, it, it looked like to me that what they learned from the George Floyd case, they learned don't put your knee in her neck and throat. Use your forearm or your fist. And that's exactly what they did to that woman. Their fist was down into her neck. You couldn't see it very well because about 20 officers surrounded them while they were attacking her. So people couldn't see it. Hang tight. Got more for the good sheriff in seconds on Liberty Roundtable Live. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. North Korea launched two short-range ballistic missiles off its east coast on Thursday in its first significant provocation against the United States under President Biden. Prime Minister Yoshihide Suga of Japan was the first regional leader to announce that North Korea had resumed testing ballistic missiles in violation of United Nations resolutions. A very partisan debate has kicked off in the Senate over the House-passed For the People Act. On Wednesday, the Senate Rules and Administration Committee started examining the sweeping election reform bill, which passed through the House with absolutely no Republican support. Democrats are claiming the bill would increase citizens' ability to vote in elections. Republicans say election rules and laws are meant to be governed on the local level, and this legislation would be a federal takeover of the election process. Brazil hit 300,000 deaths from the coronavirus on Wednesday, becoming the second country behind the United States to see that many deaths from the pandemic. USA Radio News. This is good news, maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, MetaShare is waiving their new member fees. This could save you money on top of all that you'll save each month by becoming a member of MetaShare. So many people are looking for a healthcare solution right now, seeing the cost of COBRA plans, for instance, and MetaShare is the affordable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves $500 a month. You might save even more. MediShare is a Christian community that shares each other's health care costs. And because of the current economic situation, they're making it easier than ever. Apply by March 31st. You can save an additional $170 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to receive your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch like more than 400,000 people already have and start saving. Here it is. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. The Suez Canal in Egypt remains blocked by a ship. Dan Naraki from the Ohio USA Radio News Bureau reports. One of the world's busiest trade routes remains blocked after an enormous container ship ran aground on Tuesday. The Panama flagged Ever Given is nearly a quarter of a mile long and weighs 200,000 tons. Officials believe the ship became wedged in the canal after losing control due to strong winds from a sandstorm. The blockage could have an effect on world shipping, as canal officials say it could take several days to restore the flow of traffic at the canal once the Ever Given is cleared. The Suez Canal is an artificial sea-level waterway in Egypt connecting the Mediterranean Sea to the Red Sea. It is 120 miles long. For the first time in 50 years, NASCAR Cup Series will feature a dirt race. The Food City Dirt Race will take place Sunday at the Bristol Motor Speedway in Bristol, Tennessee. The green flag drops at 3.30 p.m. Eastern and can be seen on Fox TV. Thanks for listening. This is USA Radio News.
back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bush, one of the good sheriff, Richard Mack, CSPOA.org. And the good sheriff, Mack, attends and reports on the Honolulu anti-mask protest. Yeah, he was there. And he comes back and jumps on Liberty Roundtable live to report. That is how we rock and roll on your radio, man. We're more places covering more events the, with, a, with a thin dime, hardly any money than anybody you know, ladies and gentlemen. And if you fund us, we'll use every penny to be more places and report on more things live as we go. So anyway, Richard Mack was there. Uh, Richard Mack was asked to stand up on stage and tell everybody to wear masks, which the good sheriff did. Of course, nobody put on masks. Then the good sheriff said, I think I'm going to leave, man. The cops are going to be out of control. You watch. Sheriff Mack leaves, go back to his hotel. The organizer of the event gets a hold of sheriff and says, hey, man, they're out of control. Here's some footage for what happened. They single out a mother with her children, and they basically throw her down and beat her up. Right, sheriff? They were pretty rough with her, yes. Uh, I didn't see anybody swinging on her or anything like that, but they threw her down pretty rough. And, and then they were subduing her, and they charged her with resisting arrest, which is absolutely absurd. Um, but you can't really charge people with not wearing a mask because it's not a law. So you got to find something else to charge. So they went to the resisting arrest thing, which let me tell you what they're let me tell you arrest. what they're arrested for. You ready? Yeah, yeah. They say um, they're citing people. Uh, it's kind of interesting. They're citing people in Honolulu on allegations of violating an emergency public health order related to the coronavirus. So that's a very interesting thing, a very interesting choice of words, okay? We're citing people for the allegations of very strange setup there. They're giving themselves a tunnel wiggle room because they know full well they're not on stable ground, Sheriff. Yeah, so anyway, I was really alarmed, uh, too, I think I've seen this somewhere else before, but um, so while there, while about four officers are taking this woman down, uh, like I said, roughly, um, and then one had their their fist in her throat and neck uh, to subdue her, which she, she she didn't need to be subdued at all. After she went down, she was nothing but a bag of potatoes, doing nothing. Uh, like she could really do something against those four officers, ridiculous. And um, she she probably wasn't cooperating. You couldn't really tell some of it or, or hear what she was saying. So while the other officers are now taking her down, there's about fifteen to twenty that are circling and holding a line. Like uh, nobody's going to get through here to interfere. And, and I believe that's what they're going to say in court when this lady sues them, that they're going to say the reason we were uh, forming a circle around this event was we didn't want anybody interfering from uh, this huge crowd. Uh, if I had been there, if I had stayed, I would have been arrested because I would have tried to stop it. And uh, I just, you know, when I told the organizer, and I, uh, Jennifer, and I said I have to leave, uh, maybe I was being a little bit selfish, but I'm telling you, I could not afford to be arrested and to stay there in, in any other length, more than length of time than I already was. And uh, I had other things I had to do and, and get to that 
were more important than me being arrested at that time uh, to, I guess, make a political statement against Honolulu PD. So I, that's the reason I left. And uh, I, I'm, I'm, right now I'm not lamenting that I left. I am glad I left. Uh, but I will help this lady in any way, including testify for her. And uh, I would I would like to go over all the tapes that were there. Uh, but then something amazing happened uh, pursuant to all of this, is that the people uh, who organized it and others complained to the mayor's office. And uh, uh, his name's Rick, and I can't remember his last name. It's an Italian name. He's white. He's... Uh, former Republican. He ran as an independent. It's a, supposed to be a nonpartisan race. I don't know why mayor would be nonpartisan. Um, you know? But anyway, the, uh, he figured that that was about the only way he could win, but he, he announced to everybody that he did vote for Donald Trump. And he still won uh, against a, a kind of a career politician Democrat. And I guess the people there are just sick and tired of uh, Democrats in, the, uh, in some way because of the corruption that exists, because a recent, uh, a recent chief of police there is in prison, uh, along with, I believe, a local prosecutor. They're in prison. And so I guess sometimes they do go after uh, corrupt public officials there, which really shocked me because there's so many of them there. And... Um, he actually heard about this, heard about me, and invited me to come see him. So on um, Tuesday, no, it was Monday. It was uh, Monday. We met uh, the mayor at his office for about an hour, and he was very gracious with his time. He was very nice. He, he had his assistant there, uh, probably a chief of staff type guy, and um, we discussed all of this. We discussed the efficacy of masks. Uh, CDC rules and regulations. Also told him that uh, his his order for the people in the uh, greater Honolulu area to wear a mask and to socially distance uh, that that I told him that wasn't a law, that it was unenforceable, uh, that only legislatures can pass law. We we went all through all of this, uh, and. Um, uh, I told him that uh, this lady is going to sue, and he says, well, I haven't seen the uh, footage yet. And I said, well, I know she's going to sue. I already know she's got a lawyer. And I said, why don't we just make a deal here that's totally win-win situation for everybody. And I said, I'll come back and give my training, my constitutional training, for you and your officers, everybody in Honolulu Police Department, and I'll do it for free. And he says, well, how long is it? And I said, it's, it's uh, two sessions. We can do it two days so everybody who's on shift work can get there. And all I ask is that you make it mandatory training, that everybody get there. And he seemed legitimately interested. He asked me a few more questions about it. Uh, he made a very concerning comment to me, Sam. He said, I am not a constitutional scholar. And I said, you don't have to be. I'm not either. And I, and I said, but you took an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution. I am. Presupposes. <laughs> yeah. I'm an absolute constitutional scholar. Well, I think I am in a lot of ways, too, but I, I, I want to tell you to why? make sure that... Yeah. You know who the Constitution was written for, don't you? It, it was, was written, written for, for the Ivy League... Hold on. It was written for the Ivy League-trained attorney who understands complicated language. 
Yeah. Not. Not. It was written for the average farmer, buddy. It was written for the average American God-fearing person. It was written for a moral population of people who said, look, we want to be free and we know there's something above government that matters, and that's God Almighty. And so it was written for the average farmer and the average Joe. And if I study that thing for 50 years, how am I not a scholar? Okay, is scholar only collegiate ordained? Do I have to have a ministry of scholarship for the Constitution? Or could I just be Joe Blow who believes in the principles and have studied it my whole life? Right? Isn't that enough to be a scholar? Or is a scholar some separate and above, unique term designed to separate the elite from the rest? See, the idea that you got to be somebody unique or educated or trained or certified or whatever else to be a constitutional scholar, that's the very lie that made them jettison King George in the first place. Right. So I'm as scholarly on the Constitution as anybody, baby, because I understand that rudimentary fact. But you know, Uh, uh, and then, of course, he was bringing up the word interpret all the time. You know, I said, the word interpret isn't in the Constitution. So, oh, everything's a matter of interpretation. I said, that's just an excuse to doing whatever you want, the, the Constitution notwithstanding. Uh, you know, I said, so that's just a way around the Constitution. I said, that's just an excuse. But anyway, interpret for me, Sam, if you want to see if you get the same idea that I did. Why did he tell me he was not a constitutional scholar? Let me think about that. I believe a lot of the reason he told you that is is because if you claim you are, then he's going to want to know credentials. And if you claim you're not, then why do you know more than him? Well, we were talking about... That's why I say I think it's a trap question. I think it's a dishonest question. Uh, You know, when did you quit beating your wife? It's a dishonest assertion, yes. But he was saying it in the context of what we were talking about right then. It was his job to enforce and uphold and defend the Constitution. And so if he says right at then, uh, well, I'm not a constitutional scholar, what is he saying? I, I'm not, I'm not really able to uphold my oath of office because I don't even know what yeah, my I oath can. really is. And therefore, hey, I, I can't. So I lied and I, I said I did and he should be arrested on the spot then. <laughs> exactly. If he swore an oath to something he knows nothing about, why don't we arrest him and put him in the clink? Yeah, I mean, I you probably ought to be charged with perjury. All right, hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money 
this year than you had last? Anybody better having a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking to the good sheriff, Richard Mack, who just got back from Honolulu, Hawaii. And Mack attends and reports on Honolulu anti-mask protest. Richard Mack finally left, and then some folks got arrested as the cops got hostile. Ex-cops, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, now they're saying ex-cops could lead quarantine and mass crackdowns in Hawaii. Yeah, believe it or not, plans are underway to create a statewide force of retired police officers to further crack down on those who will not wear masks in public and track down people who violate corona quarantine laws. Sheriff, it's getting rowdy fast. And when you highlight this uh, gentleman who basically says, hey, I don't really know, uh, I'm not a constitutional scholar, um, not only is he violating his oath that he took then if he doesn't understand the Constitution, I mean, if you're going to swear an oath, um, it's kind of like reading a document. If you're going to read, you know, if you're going to sign a document, you better read the thing. You swear an oath, you better know what that oath means, and he doesn't, and he blatantly admits that he doesn't. That's concerning. But now they're literally planning in the liberal, whacked-out, extreme state of Hawaii, they're literally planning to use ex-cops and build a whole force of them to crack down on them not-mask-wearing citizens and those folks that violate COVID quarantine laws. This is serious stuff, buddy. Yeah, it is. And uh, I can only say that uh, I think it was a, a, a unique and startling message that we brought. Uh, the organizer and I went to the meeting with the, with the mayor. Uh, Sam, can I tell you the truth? I know I can because that's what we always do here. Yes, he wasn't wearing a mask in his office. His chief of staff. Hey was. now, toss him in the clink, man. One. Come on. And he also did you shook toss him in the clink? Did you do? Did you perform a citizen's arrest on him? I, I probably should have, but uh, he was uh, he, he was very congenial, and we shook hands about five times too. Five times. And is that part of the social distancing guidelines? Yeah, his chief of staff would not shake our hand. Uh, just said hello. He, he was congenial, very very quiet. Um, I, I, my impression of this chief of staff is that he was he was kind of mad that he didn't want to be there, uh, but I couldn't really tell because his face was covered the whole time. 
Uh, Yeah, a lot of people, Sheriff, agree with us on the points. They don't know what to do. They feel trapped. They feel like their job's on the line. They feel pressure everywhere. They don't know what to do. They just want the issue to please go away, please. And they don't want to stand up, but they don't really want to sit down either because they know that's wrong. And so they're getting hit by traffic going both directions, buddy. Yeah, and and, uh, it was hard for me. Uh, to be really uh, what negative towards the the mayor, because this first time a mayor has invited me to his office in the history of doing all this, and I'm sure I've talked to a mayor here and there, uh, but it would be the one that was you know interested in our training already and and uh, you know maybe attended our conference. And in fact, I know a mayor from Washington State attended one of our first couple of conferences, but a small-town mayor. This is a major city. This is a major uh, uh, position uh, that wants to meet with me. And uh, I was really flattered. I was really amazed that he wanted to and that he was going to spend that much time with me. Uh, And so uh, while I'm being flattered, I'm also being very frank with this man that, and you remember just a couple of minutes ago I said, that this whole thing could go away because I'll tell the lady, uh, look, we've made a major stride here. Uh, if you'll back off on your lawsuit, he's going to have all of the officers trained. And I'm sure she would have uh, accommodated us on that. But regardless, now it looks like her lawsuit's going full steam ahead. He did do a follow-up email to Jennifer, uh, the organizer, organizer uh, not to me, uh, but she sent it to me, and uh, he was saying he was not nearly as open in all of this. He said he had watched the video, that he was going to watch more videos of it and and kind of get back to her. But it, it, it appears that he's going to be talking to the chief of police, and she's going to say, oh, no, the officers acted completely appropriately. Um, yeah, and I've what happens is a lot of times these people, Sheriff, they talk to you and they're open because they feel like you're an honest, open man, and they have these yeah. dialogue and you build a rapport. Then what they do right. is they go back and somebody else says, you better get with legal counsel now, and then they talk to the legal, right. and they're like, hey, shut up. You know what? Yeah, if I Don't was, talk if to I these were people. Gonna, it's, if, you know. Well, I would love to tell him, I'd love to go over it with you and show you where your officers are going to be in court having a hard time with this. Uh, but... You know that's probably not going to happen. Uh, but he also well, we see in courts and courts and courts across the land, though, that the cops just get the carte blanche; they can do anything they want. Plan with rare exception, right. though. Right, which is basically what government gets. Anybody in government gets uh, a rubber stamp of approval that you can do anything you want, and that's basically what he said. He said in his email to Jennifer, uh, "We made some rules about this horrible disease. We're trying to protect Hawaii." We're trying to reopen Hawaii, and we're not changing this. These will be these will be enforced. And so, uh, obviously, he he is correct. He's not a constitutional scholar. He's a, he uh, he doesn't quite know what he's doing on that regard. But you know, uh, he's in Honolulu. He's in the middle of a socialist, extremely left area, and I guess he's just trying to do what he thinks people want him to do. I bet he's uh, I, I can't believe that he watched too, that video he? and said the things he said. Yeah, but so. see, that's because they, the, the police have become hardened and they've been trained 
uh, not for de-escalation. They've been trained for flat-out escalation. Okay, you know what, sir? You shut up. Yeah. You sit down. Do you realize who I am? I'm a cop, and you better. And hey, you didn't do exactly what I said the second I said it. Move. And you know they, they've got this attitude yeah. that has been planted right. in their minds and in their hearts that they need to escalate and show who's in charge. And the wrong train yeah. has been sent uh, to cops for generations now. For you know, and and now we've got a problem on our hands because the cops are escalating. You could have arrested that lady without throwing her down and beating her up. But they're taught you do that because you set an example and you show who's in charge. See, instead of servants of the people to protect and defend, they've become the aggressors to a great degree. Yes. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, Now, that doesn't delight me to say that, by the way. I don't mean to attack the police officers. I mean to have genuine respect. But I am saying that this is the problem. Well, well, I asked him to – I asked him – and, and I told him, well, I told him one thing, and then I asked him one thing. And I said, first I told him uh, what I said about why I left the event. I said, I told this lady right next to me that I'm leaving because those officers are going to do something stupid. And I said, this is coming from a 20-year law enforcement veteran. I'm telling you, I knew, I know cops. And they, they were getting dressed for the dance, and, and they didn't want to cancel the dance, so they had to arrest somebody. And and I and I said, sure enough, they did. He he got really uh, defensive about that. You mean you really you know what? Do you, why do you know? Why do you think they're going to do something stupid? They're just standing there, you know, doing their job, you know, blah blah blah, you know. And and we got legitimate complaints that uh, people weren't following our rules, you know. And, and uh, so of course they're there. That you know they were told to go there, you know. And I, and I and I said, okay. So what's the worst? That could or would have happened had the officers just backed away from that woman. What's the absolute worst? Is she going to like you know do a for you know incite a riot? Uh, tell people to break into the buildings or start. Hold on, if you look across down? the country, if it's the right kind of people, riots are good, sir. Oh yeah, that's right. Ask Kamala Harris. That's a, yeah, it's the wrong people doing the riots is the problem there now. Right. Well, that's okay. That's a good point, especially from what we've now, I know that's insane, life. but that is the attitude that we have with public officials yes. across the country. They're literally destroying property and beating up cops and, you know, taking over the cop headquarters and everything else and taking over and creating a city within the middle of the city. And no one really complains too much. It's not really that big of a deal. Hmm. Right. Right. But yet well, you walk it, around as a woman with two children and your mask isn't on. I'm telling you right now, take her down, beat her up, toss her in the drunk tank. But Sam. There you go. Nobody else was wearing them around her. Nobody. So, Got to pick so, the best one to make an example. Got to pick on the weakest <laughs> one of them all. I guess so. But how now, I don't are mean that this woman is weak. That. I don't mean this woman is weak personally. I mean circumstantially. She's got children with her. She's not in a position. She's the weakest one of them all, right? Maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe. Yeah. That's what you got to do, man. That's how you send a serious message to the rest. You know, and maybe she was being verbally abusive to the cops when she saw them. So why are you jerks here? Why why don't you go do something? Is that illegal? No, it's not. That's the thing. It's not. That's my point. It's in bad taste. I concur. It's, it's you know, I don't think you should speak it's that way rude. to the police or whatever. You know, but it's yeah. rude. It's, it's you, you know. know. And, and you know, it's 
not against the law to be belligerent. It's not against the law to flip off the cops or tell them where to go. It's none of that's against the law. And, and it's bad so, taste. It's bad form. Your mom wouldn't yeah. like it. It's bad yeah, manners. Yeah. Well, maybe your and mom would agree with days, doing but it. But all I'm telling you is, you know, it uh, it's not going to save the cops all right. from getting. So there's food. the event. As we wrap up this hour on the good sheriff's trip to Honolulu, Hawaii, he, uh, Richard Mack attends and reports on the Honolulu anti-mask protest. Now, ex-cops, though, they say they're working on creating mass efforts to have ex-cops assemble statewide and lead the crackdown, not only on if you don't wear masks, but if you don't, you know, um, if you, well, if you do violate or don't obey um, COVID-19 quarantine laws, okay, they're literally assembling a bunch of ex-cops to do that. Why? Because they're trained in escalation, Sheriff. Oh yeah, you know, and and I and I talked to the, about that with the mayor. I said cops are not trained in any of this, and I said what have cops learned since George Floyd? I said it looks like to me all they did was change from the elbow to the fist. That's all you guys learned. From and then George and then they Floyd surround the the person so you can't really see what's happening inside, right? Right. So, so right. Yeah. And and so. Uh, I found that astonishing, too. We're going to hide as best we can what these officers are doing. Obviously, cameras got in between uh, the officers, and, and uh, some of it was still in view. And, uh, you know, I was, I was ashamed of all of them, uh, and, and at least except one. Afterwards, one of the police officers uh, came up to the organizer and apologized to her for what they had done. Well, that's so, impressive. You want to know what the really 11th be- commandment is now, Sheriff? What? Thou shalt wear a diaper on your face or we'll take you down, beat you up, and arrest you. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, it appears to be so. Yeah. It's and, Operation and say, Diaper uh, Nation. Now, you know Tanya's been here for almost uh, a week and a half. All right. We'll come back and talk about it. We're out of time this hour. Warm, Next warm, hour, warm. the good sheriff. Good for her. The good sheriff's going to stay with us second hour as well, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. We declare we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore our grand old republic. Please get involved, make it a great day, and choose the right, will you? We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America and donate liberty to lovingliberty.net. Would you please? Hey, thanks. Mountains, the crossroads of the West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Welcome to Operation Hashtag Diaperface Nation. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. This is the broadcast for March twenty fifth. In the year of our Lord, 2021, our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country in the traditions of our founding fathers. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a road to hoe when it comes to educating regarding the supreme law of the land. you got bureaucrats and professional do-gooders everywhere running amok, wreaking havoc, 
promoting uh, all kinds of tyrannical abuses and beliefs and manipulations and false laws. They call it pretend legislations everywhere, folks. And you and I better stand up and reject it and say, wait a minute, hold on now. Due to the Declaration of Independence reality check, you, government, derive your just power from the consent of we the people. That's us. Just so you know, we'd be the boss. In other words, if you want to kind of speak in redneck, we is the boss, you know. And therefore, you need to obey law. We delegated authority to you to do certain things, but not to run amok. Okay, when the legislative body passes a law, yes, you're supposed to uphold that law. But when the wrong branch of government or somebody who doesn't have authority kind of creates an edict, it's not a law. And you need to stand against that because they become an enemy, a foreign or domestic enemy in that case. King George was a foreign enemy. They kicked him out. Thank the good Lord for that. Now we've got domestic enemies running around who don't understand their oaths of office at all. And they literally tell you flat out they're not constitutional scholars. They don't even know what they're talking about. But yet you better obey their edicts. You better obey their mandates. Even though they don't have a clue what they're saying or doing, they blatantly admit it. But yet you better obey. And if you don't, hey, man, we're going to tase you. We're going to beat you up. We're going to. Don't worry, though. The border leaks like a sieve. Let's let all the illegals in. They don't have to wear masks. They can get stimulus checks, too, don't you know? What are you, some kind of a racist bigot? You non-mask-wearing lawbreaker there. Welcome to Operation Hashtag Diaper Face Nation, Sheriff. Welcome, sir. Well, thanks, Adam. It's really great to be with you. And, and, and I do have one follow-up, to not to belabor this whole thing, but it, it was a very personal thing to me, this whole thing. It was some really good news to meet with the mayor. Uh, doesn't look like too much is going to come of that, but I got to still ask, uh, address that question I asked you right before we closed. What's the worst thing? I mean, these officers are going to have to explain this to everybody. What's the worst thing that would have happened had they left this back away from this woman and told her, "Look, we're, you, know, you need to go get a mask on or whatever," because Sam, 99.9% of the rest of that crowd was left alone to not wear a mask. How is it that you're enforcing it on this woman and not everyone else? And, in fact, no one else. And and, and I, I really think that that's going to be a bottom-line part. That well, come what and, they and say they're doing, though, is they're hunting down those violators, Sheriff. They're working on it now, just like they're following up after the um, January but 6th Hundreds abuse, were around sir. that weren't doing anything, wearing that weren't violating, that were still violating the supposed... Rules yeah, they're, they're working on hunting them down, buddy. <laughs> Actually, they could have. I mean, they could have started just citing everybody, and that's what I thought they were going to do. Yeah, you know, they had Facebook and Twitter. There. They could have just gone door to door. Yeah, to but see, person. if we arrest you on the spot, hold on, sheriff. If we arrest you on the spot, we can't really tap into everything about you. What we got to do is we got to make it a big public fiasco. We got to make it seem like the cops arrested a few bad actors, but for the most part, they were peaceful. If they start cracking down against everybody, pretty soon the whole society goes, you're out of control. If they do it this way, then they can basically on the back end find out all your Facebook ties, all your associations. They can dig into it slowly. And on the back end, they can promote tyranny. But yet the average American doesn't see it so public. Um, Yeah, that woman was out of control. We had to arrest her. So sorry about that. By the way, hint, hint, example to everybody else publicly. But behind the scenes now, we'll go after as many people as we want to with our private ex-cop you know, group and stuff like that. Otherwise, if we really do mass arrests on the spot, the whole society and community will see it for what it is and be against us, Sheriff. Well, Now, am I crazy on this, or is there something to what I'm saying? 
But citing them all in, why not? You know, they had the officers, they had oh, enough yeah. personnel there to do it. That's why I thought but they then, were going to do it because they had so Then many. if you're not careful, a few media like people like me get it and it goes all wrong against them. They got to be really careful now. They got a lot of abusive authority, but they don't have uh they know that it's by the consent of the governed. Do they have their just yeah. power? And they know that you know what the people will say no. Right now, they want to be tyrannical, and a lot of people believe that, you know, hey, the nation's ruined, stick a fork in it, it's over. It's not true. They're walking on pins and needles and being very careful because they know full well we have the power. We just can't wake up and realize it. Got it? Yeah. yeah. Am I anyway, wrong? Anyway, you know I, what I, a re- I said right before the break. Uh, you know what a rebel Tanya is. So Tanya's been here for the last 10 days, and she's been re- extremely helpful. You already know that. She's a wonderful worker, and we're so glad to have her. Absolutely. But but she's been to all sorts of stores here and, and shopping and whatnot. In fact, she and I went to Natural Grocers together uh, before I left uh, for uh, Austin with Dawn to have a little family reunion with uh, Mandy and her kids and Josh and his kids. And uh, they, they tried to get us to wear a mask there, and, and Tanya and I had a conversation. As soon as I asked them, are you going to have us arrested? They said no, and so Tanya left and didn't talk to him anymore. She went on with her shopping. <laughs> so, so uh, I continued to talk to the guy, and and uh, anyway, we struck a deal, and he he, he was uh, he was so funny. Oh my god! But at the same time, Tanya hasn't worn one once, not once in ten days here in Arizona, uh, and the, the mask mandate has not been lifted here. But Tanya has certainly done her part to do so and uh, so yeah, i went to the i went to the post office yesterday and didn't wear one and there's conflicting signs on the post office the front door says uh it's a federal mandate that you wear a mask inside this lobby you get closer to the inside counter where you actually do your business and it says uh masks are uh rec- strongly recommended you know so uh i didn't i don't wear one in there anymore and no one has ever said anything to me about it. And if they did, I would just point to the sign uh, as you go into the door to the counter. Because it says it's recommended. And that's all any of these are. They're recommendations. And to try to force them as something else, as if they were law, is ridiculous. But you and I already know all that. So sorry to spend so such a long time on that, but it was a traumatic and an amazing experience for me. Uh, and uh, I'm... I'm I'm glad. I'm still glad I left. Uh, how about you? What do you think about me leaving? Should I have left? I think leaving I was the. I, no, I think leaving is the right thing to do. And let me explain something that I really think is critical. And I and I don't mind spending as much time on this at all. You know what? The fact that you go to Hawaii and attend an event live and report on the details of it. Uh, so we have a firsthand witness account of the details. We not only are talking to the man that went up on stage and asked everybody to politely wear a mask and peacefully do these things so if they ever come back and try to arrest you or give you trouble for not wearing a mask, Sheriff, you can, in your defense, say, listen, I encouraged everybody to wear a mask, but this is a matter of agency. And yesterday I went off. I sounded off on this sacred principle of God-given agency, ladies and gentlemen. This is at the core of this discussion. Do you have your agency to choose as you think best or not? And his government designed and the purpose of government to protect your rights and to protect your God-given freedoms 
or is government designed to, to dictate to you the terms of your life? You will become a diaper face. You will do this. You won't do that. You And where does it end? And so I joked about the 11th commandment, you will become a diaper face. Okay, but really, we're talking about the 10 gazillion commandments of government. Now, let me explain why I break this down the way that I do. We, the people, have a choice, Sheriff. <clears throat> and part of the problem in America is that the uh, society is so dumbed down that they, as the guy you mentioned last hour, they don't know the Constitution. They don't know the supreme law of our land. They don't know their rights. They don't know their God-given responsibilities that go with those rights. Oftentimes, right. they quote privileges as if they're rights. Or they quote rights and don't have any responsibility that pairs with those rights. Okay, you can't fundamentally separate those realities. It's a, a quantum leap of logical confusion to do so. Right. And so I, I, I digress, but what I want to get across is this. Individuals think that by getting out in public and defying them and not wearing a mask and getting arrested is the answer. And you know what? There are a lot of people that believe in those tactics. Okay. And you and I have always educated against and have taught against that behavior. I understand civil disobedience, but I also don't understand civil disobedience to the point where you lose before you ever even get the chance to win. And what I mean by that is if I all of a sudden take on the IRS and lose my house, and now I'm homeless and I'm trying to fight the government to either get back my house or get a bunch of money, or prove that I'm right and they're wrong. It is true that I'm right and they're wrong. But you know what? They've now taken me out of the game because I'm fighting for my very existence. I'm not able to fight on the principles of freedom or educate or train or do anything else. I'm just too busy, consumed with the, um, in my opinion, the, the, the track they've put me on. They've flipped the switch, put me on the wrong track, and now they're trapping me on that track, just going back and forth in confusion. And eventually, they will wear me down, run me out of money, and eventually they'll take the fight out of me. They just will. In the meantime, though, they've taken you away from the real track of true freedom and liberty and how to advocate for that. I'll give you an example, and I don't mean to attack Ammon Bundy. I love him to death, but he spent two years of his life in prison. And I'm not sure what it got him. He proved that he was guilty of nothing, but they tased his attorney in court and abused him. He lost two years of his life with his wife and with his family and everything else, and I'm not sure what we gained. All right, now when we come back, Sheriff Richard Mack and I will talk about this, though. Look, what things can we do? Would it have been better for Richard Mack to stay and get arrested? I think not. I'll go into why, and then I'll go into what has to happen if we're going to make a difference. Hang tight. You're listening to the one and only Think Tank called Liberty Roundtable Live. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love 
get married and have some kids. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Megagoria. The Strategy of Heaven Revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, so the question, ladies and gentlemen, for the good Sheriff Richard Mack that he had... It would it have been better if he would have stuck around and got arrested? See, I don't think so. I think it's better that we not engage them on their turf. Okay? You say, wait a minute, Sam, everything is their turf. Look, you got Facebook and Twitter controlling online, and you've got the cops controlling the streets. And if the cops don't control the streets, Antifa and Black Lives Matter control the streets. And sometimes, sad to say, criminal as it is, they even do it together. Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and the cops. Look at Charlottesville if you want a case and point. Now, what do we do, folks? And I submit to you, ladies and gentlemen, that, you know what? Defending liberty in a country for a people, a society, it's not an individual sport. All right, Sheriff? It's a little bit like a wrestling team. It's not like a basketball team. Okay, everybody doesn't work together on it all the time. Individual acts matter. But yet the team matters. And wrestling is probably the greatest example of this. Wrestlers individually wrestle. So when they're on the mat, when they're wrestling, they're responsible for the outcome individually. However, it's a team sport because at the end of the day, you add up all the team sports. And those who are on the team are cheering for and backing and helping prepare the wrestler who's in the, on the mat, if you will, um, for their event. So it's very team-oriented in terms of its goal and in terms of its morale, in terms of its... And that's really the way America is. And what I submit to you is if one or two people fight for freedom in a sea of tyranny, they won't be successful. They might go down in history like Martin Luther in yesteryear and many others who are heroes, don't get me wrong, but who will not win the fight. In America, if we want to win the fight, what it's going to take is our greater numbers to have success. And we're not going to be able to do it by, by getting arrested and going to jail. We're not going to do Okay, and you say, well, Sam, there's no other way now. We've lost too much liberty. See, that's where I don't agree. Let me give you an example. And I'm not begging for money, but I am making a point. We have a, a, a group of radio stations here in Utah that we could buy, a couple of radio stations, an AM and an FM. I don't have all the details because I can't, publicly can't talk about every bit of it, but I can tell you this. You know, we need close to a half a million bucks, which sounds like a lot of money. But if you had 500,000 people across the country put in $1, you'd have it, right? If you have 100,000 people put in $5, you would have it, right? 
if you had what? How many people have to put in $10,000 to make it happen? 50? Right? 100 people could have put in $5,000 and you'd have it. So I've given you the example of a lot of people with hardly any money, a dollar, $2, to then people that have a little bit of money, five, ten grand. Both reasonable for most people. Not everybody, but a lot of people. But yet, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, we can't raise enough money to buy that radio station or that group of radio stations. Just can't do it. Nobody will invest in liberty. Now, the gays and the lesbians, the bisexuals and the transgenders, they got plenty of money for lawsuits, plenty of money for any advancement they want to make. Excuse me, any advancement they want to make, right? But we, the people, don't double down. And the reason I'm telling you this is if we literally had in Hawaii, for example, in Honolulu, and people across the nation, if they got 100,000 phone calls, this would change. But when you have 500 people at a place and a couple get beat up and arrested and a couple of people leave willingly and then everybody leaves, they eat, greet, eat, retreat, and that's about the end of that, right? We've got to start doing things that can advocate for educational change. If there was 100,000 phone calls that says, you know what, these cops are out of control, they're escalating the situation and not de-escalating the situation, I, as your constituent, demand you take Sheriff Richard Mack's de-escalation training and that you stop these abuses because it's not the law, and, and they would change. In America, if we had a million people send a postcard to the IRS every single day and said, listen, you are fraudulent, and we demand, the, we demand that Joe shuts down the IRS today. If a million postcards, it would take a million Americans to do one postcard a day. I'm telling you right now, it wouldn't take but a couple of days, and they'd be crying uncle. There are peaceful ways to advocate uh, for solutions and not get arrested. There are peaceful ways to literally stand up and educate the American people, but we're not willing to do any of them, Sheriff. We want to escalate from a coddled person on a stimulus check to rioting in the streets and going to flat-out war. We don't try all the responsible things in between. With rights comes responsibility, Sheriff, and I submit to you that's where the problem in America lies. Now, it doesn't mean that you got to fund Sam Bushman. If you don't like our efforts and you feel like somebody else is you know, more worthy of the cause, by all means. I'm just telling you that we don't want to do the hard work that it takes. We want a pill for every ill. We want to solve it in a 30-minute TV show. But when it comes to real hard, dedicated work, like consistently putting your money into something, like actually taking action uh, in, in, in ways that, are, that, that take sustained effort, hard work, blood, sweat, tears, we're not willing to do those things as a people in great enough numbers to change the game. Okay, that's why I said last hour, look, these cops know if they literally um, go against the public too hard, the public will start to wake up. They don't want that. Okay, they want to keep you asleep until they can indoctrinate enough of us to, do, to not agree with the principles of liberty. And they're waiting patiently for that to happen. And every day it's happening in greater numbers that people don't uh, believe in their liberty. They say now two thirds of Americans, for instance, um, believe we need stricter gun laws. See, they've propagandized and manipulated and indoctrinated the people so hard to where two-thirds are now ready to pretty much give up their guns. Because once you start that slippery slope, that's what will happen. Okay, we have got to step back and say what is effective and what can work. And I submit that individual acts of civil disobedience that just get you arrested and lose all your property isn't the answer. Greater numbers is the only answer. That only happens through education. Uh, I, I've talked too long, Sheriff. I want you to jump in now. What do you say to my assertions? I think it's pretty close. I, I still not sure I'm 
going along with you entirely on the issue that they had to, you know, they they had to make an example of that lady and treat her violently, because and that they were trying to not do too much to get uh, to lose support from the public, because I think it would have been a lot more peaceful and acceptable just to go around citing everybody than it would be to beat up a woman and have that. Now she's got a legitimate lawsuit. Uh, you know, she it might not go anywhere, but it's a legitimate lawsuit. It's a legitimate complaint, and uh, for the for the charge and the arrest and and the offense is what the word I want for the offense. It just doesn't match the the amount of force they used on her, uh, and so I I think that yeah, that's you got to ratchet up. I the think fear that's going to be worse for the Just public. citing everybody doesn't do that. Well, that you know that could be. But I, you also so, but I would ask Ammon. this, though. Hold on. Yeah. Before we get to Ammon, so really quick, my explanation of that is just an opinion. To, you know, I'm not saying it's factual or that I'm right. I'm just, right. you know, hey, we're wondering what would be the reasons. That's kind of my thoughts on the matter. What would your thoughts be? What do you think the reasoning would be? Uh, I think it was all a pride thing. I think it was just cops uh, that were called to a situation, and they got their sight on somebody that they had to do something because they got dressed for the dance and they're not going to leave the dance without dancing. So they danced a little. I don't think they cared about public perception one iota. I think that the lady probably offended them some way. Uh, again, I don't know that either. But um, I, think they, I think they wanted their pound of flesh. Uh, they, wanted to, they wanted to show something for the complaint that was made to them uh, that called in. So they danced a little, and she was the well, one I'll that tell got you this, in their I hope you're right. I hope you're right, and I'm wrong, Sheriff, because if you are, mm-hmm. that's something that we can teach and train to de-escalate and say, you know what, let's work right. on not letting your pride get in the way, and we can individually work on this, and we can teach principles to help people put their feelings and their frustrations and their, their personal you know, uh, offenses in check while they do the public's duty. That's a different matter than a planned we're going to make sure we go this far, but not that far, and we're going to do this and that for psychological purposes, which is my kind of conspiratorial view a little bit more. I hope you're right and I'm wrong because what I'm saying leads to a much bigger problem that's ten times harder to resolve. So I pray you're right. I think this is going to be hard to resolve regardless. I, I don't think this is going to go down well for them. And, and uh, I got to do is have a judge to say the cops are fine and the woman was out of control. Wear a mask next time, you idiot. Next. Uh, but again, I got to go back to what's the worst that would have happened. The people, 99.9% of the people would have remained maskless, would have remained in close proximity to each other. Both those rules would have continued to be violated, and the cops were doing nothing about that. So it's not going to bode well for them in court to sit there and say, how many people were next to this lady that were not wearing masks or social distancing. Everyone. Then why didn't you do something about that? Why? What is the reason you went after this lady? I, that, they've got Fair point, ladies and gentlemen. Explaining. All right, there's a lady by the name of Kathleen Markworth that wrote an incredible article, and here's the title. Cancel culture. We have met the enemy. Our own government, she says, and sadly it's becoming truer every day. Sam and Richard back in second, CSPUA.org. This is Liberty Roundtable Live.
pursuing liberty using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. New coronavirus infections rose over the past week in 19 states while holding steady nationwide. The biggest improvements were in Arizona and Nevada, both of which saw new cases drop by about 45%. Michigan, on the other hand, took the biggest step backwards with a 50% rise in new cases. It should be noted vaccines are growing a whole lot faster than cases and will ultimately bring an end to this pandemic. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki avoided questions about Joe and Hunter Biden's ties to Russia as evidence continues to pile up. The wife of Moscow's former mayor paid a company associated with the president's son $3.5 million. Jen was asked what the money was for. Not familiar with that claim. Doesn't sound like it's backed up by a lot of evidence. Uh, If you have evidence or specifics, happy to discuss it further. With hard evidence from the Senate, she continued to dodge the question and Biden's ties to the Kremlin. USA Radio News. Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Shop 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory. Get 60% off select jeans and dresses. Shop the sale through March 28th at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. You guys, your customer service and everything, you guys are great. And the commercials talk about it, but I don't know if it really gives it true justice. People need to know this is maybe the most amazing product I've ever tried. It's so pure. It tastes so good. I'm just blown away by it. Balance of Nature is now offering 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code USA. Most Americans in a recent survey say finish the border wall. Tim Berg from the Phoenix USA Radio News Bureau reports. Americans are increasingly saying build the wall. A majority of voters now say they want the government to finish construction of former President Donald Trump's border wall, according to polling from the Senate Opportunity Fund, which also found Americans itching for a tougher approach to illegal immigration than President Biden is taking. By a large margin, 71% to 19%, voters say they want the administration to get tougher on illegal immigration by, among other things, enforcing laws and ending incentives. The Senate Opportunity Fund's polling shows that 38% of those polled are against the wall. Meanwhile, 53% support the wall. As far as who's to blame for the issues on the border, the Senate Opportunity Fund survey found 59% blamed President Biden. Thanks for listening. We are USA Radio News. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. We are talking about liberty with a good sheriff, Richard Mack. So their article is called Cancel Culture. We have met the enemy, our own government. Kathleen Margaret writes the piece. And sadly, we're starting to see that that is the case. Now, Sheriff, I want to bring this uh, issue up. I don't know if you know this, but Vice President Harris is slated for a one-on-one public conversation with Bill Clinton 
to discuss empowering women and girls. Do you want to reply to this? Oh, my gosh. Um, uh, <laughs> I mentioned Bill Clinton a little bit in my speech in Honolulu because I, uh, I was talking to the world, uh, or at least our, our message was to the world. It was an international conference. We're not sure how many people uh, from other countries participated. I know there were a few that were people from other countries that were present, uh, but I believe they were just there on uh, vacation, and then they heard about the event, and they came to it. I don't know if any others were allowed to be in on a, a link of any kind or live streaming or anything like that. I, I know that they tried, but uh, the organizer said that um, the companies that usually allow for that were uh, shutting them down. You already know how that is. The, <clears throat> the problem with... Um, uh, wait, what was your question? Huh. All right, so I'm basically saying, hey, you know, where do we go with this thing? Bill Clinton now. Oh, yeah, Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton. Is okay, literally so being asked. So, so I was talking. Let's just well, make sure the audience about... is caught up. Hold on, make sure the right. audience knows. So Bill Clinton is now leading a, a public discussion with Vice President Kamala Harris. Okay, so VP Harris slated with one-on-one with Bill Clinton publicly to discuss empowering women and girls. Go ahead, sir. Right. Well, so so I said the worst thing happening in the world and why we cannot come together to try to stop human trafficking and sexual exploitation of children, why we can't unite as countries of the world, as governments of the world, if that cannot bring us together to try to stop this horrendous, horrible plague that is ten times worse than anything the coronavirus could ever do to us, if we can't come together as, as fellow countries, fellow brothers and sisters, to try to stop that, then then we are the problem. And, and I was really I was really vocal, focused on that one issue. I said it's the worst thing happening in the world. And then I brought up after that was abortion. And I said we have got to come together on this. We have got to stop human trafficking and child exploitation. Uh, and and literally kidnapping with children for sexual purposes. That's just, I mean, I can't even believe, I said, I can't even believe we have to talk about this. Why are we doing this? Why are we allowing this? Why are we not getting after this? So then I even brought up, and I said, and even Bill Clinton used to always say it's for the children. If you want to do something for your children, make sure you keep them away from Bill Clinton. And that's the same thing with this ridiculous hey, charade. That's not, that, hey, Sheriff, no, that's, that's not very nice. How does Come Kamala on, Harris have the gall to go to Bill Clinton on anything, especially related to empowering women. That's, well, let me explain. See, it's just absolutely oh intentionally. Gosh. This is intentionally putting into the face of the American people. Okay, Bill Clinton, uh, literally these women that he raped and that yeah. he abused and that he sexually, uh, you know, the Me Too movement silent while these women are raging going, I cannot believe that Bill Clinton could be drafted for this and you know, no one seems to care. That's the cancel culture, man. You shut up and sit yeah. down, Sheriff, if you believe in God or whatever else, because we who have power. It just demonstrates how much power the Clintons still have, Sheriff. It does, and it also shows the what what is really bold in your face about that 
is the utter hypocrisy and corruption of the Democrat Party and of Kamala Harris. For her to, to for her to, to, I can't even believe she has the nerve to do it. I, I mean, you would think that she would be saying something like, "Well, you know, there's allegations yeah. that she slept her way to the top too." So what's the difference, Sheriff? Well, yeah, yeah, you got a point there. But but for her for her to be associated with him now that she's vice president, I mean, she should be saying, "What was your involvement with uh, Jeff Epstein?" And why did you go to his sex ranch 26 times? Were you trying to protect kids? Were you trying to stop it? You've always said everything you did was for the children. Why were you there? And and he's never been asked that by anybody. And now she's joining him? I mean, good grief, I can't believe. All right, it gets worse. You ready? She gets away with it. It gets worse. Listen carefully. Here's Joe now. Whacked out grandpa perverted Joe, right? Yeah. Here's what Joe says. Joe Biden said on Wednesday that there is not a single thing that a man can do that a woman cannot do better. Now, the president, they say, spoke at an event to mark Equal Pay Day with First Lady Jill Biden and members of the U.S. Women's National Team. He suggested there's nothing that men can do better than women. He said, you know, I told my daughters and my granddaughters as soon as they were old enough to understand. Um, And I mean it. There's not a single thing that a man can do that a woman can't do as well or better, the president said. Not a single thing. Now, he's lying. We'll get to that in a second. He said, I was among the first senators to ever appoint a woman to the Naval Academy. He continued adding that he was just able to add, um, as the President of the United States, he was able to appoint two women as four-star generals. There's not a single thing a woman, or not a single thing a man can do that a woman can't do as well or better, he finished. He doubled down on the statement. So what happens is you've got this political <laughs> agenda to try to get out in front of the women's movement or whatever else for some strange reason. But I got a couple of things that men can do better than women. Well, my yeah. first, the first thing that came to my mind was how about golf? <laughs> well, you already brought up. So he's going to tell me that putting a woman in the Navy because women are better fighters and better sailors, uh, I'm going to tell you right now, women are not better fighters than men. Physically, that is absolutely absurd. Uh, Secondly, in the game of golf, women get to hit from the red tees. Uh, They get to be closer to to the hole, to the pin, when they start the game, and they still can't beat men.
And and I, I'm going to tell you, my wife's a better person. My wife's a, better at a lot of things than I am. Dealing with children and 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 being caring and and sensitive and loving and and whatnot. And and I've seen her do that our entire lives with our own children and grandchildren. And um, and the grandchildren really love to play with her and to play cards with her. And she does the same with them. And it's different, and it and it makes a, a great partnership, is what it does. And and I yeah, really so I, object to the. I think way. Joe is completely ignorant. The Army fitness tests, where women are failing at alarming rates, so they're changing the fitness test for the military, <laughs> highlights the point very well. But the other thing I would like to do is, you know, when you were sheriff, what you did to try to solve a lot of conflict. Oh, I hired three women. Game. I appointed three women as deputies. Hey, yeah. stop. Hold on. You had a basketball game, right? Yeah. So I, yeah, what I did. think we need to do is have the WNBA and the NBA, uh, they can go ahead and play. A, you know how they have these specialty games? What are those things called? What are, uh, what's the NBA specialty games they have called again? Um, the All-Stars kind of thing? Uh, yeah. You familiar with yeah, all this? The All-Stars all game or something game like that? Or it could be a... a yeah. Oh. Uh, a demonstration game, a, uh, anyway, exhibition, exhibition game. Yeah, there. Yeah, they could play, have the women all-stars against the men all-stars. You know, women so here's all-stars the question, in the Sheriff. pro league. Well, the women yeah. all-stars in the professional league, I'm telling you right now, um, they could play uh, a high school uh, all-star team. Now stop. I want what I want to do is I want to tell the all-stars to tear it up. You're going to have even teams of male and female, and they're going to go to the all-stars event, and Joe's going to get a front seat so that the uh, whacked-out Joe Biden can get educated on the realities. Uh, what do you think the, the score would be? When the we come professional back, women would would not beat a men's all-star league in high school. The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. 
Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes, and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you right now, the broadcast getting crazier by the second. <laughs> wow. So Joe Biden said on Wednesday, there's nothing that a man can do that a woman couldn't do as good or better. And so what I'm proposing to the good, whacked-out Biden would be to have a WNBA and an NBA all-star. You need to have two teams, the men's team and the women's team. Pick the best of the best. In fact, I got even a better plan. Let's pick the worst of the NBA players, the least of them, and the best of the WNBA players. And let's go ahead and let them go head-to-head and give uh, Joe Biden some popcorn in the front row seat. We'll just watch that showdown happen, Sheriff. And if anybody gets out of line, you can be the sheriff there to blow the whistle. How's that? Well, yeah, being experienced in basketball, I would be good at that. But also being experienced in basketball, I know what you're saying is absolutely true. Um, uh, women have actually tried uh, pro football a time or two. Uh, there's also some pro. There were some pro, or at least some leagues that were sponsored by some people with money for women to play football at one time. It lasted about six months. Um, look, there's obviously physical differences, and for anybody to pretend that there's not and that, that men aren't physically superior to women is ridiculous, it's stupid, um, and it's a, a lack of reality. Uh, so uh, let's just be real about that. We could also you know, do, know, what do they call that, pay-per-view? Is that what that's called when they do boxing matches and if you pay to watch it on oh, TV, yeah, it's called yeah, pay-per-view, okay, right? Sure. Yeah. Why don't we do a pay-per-view boxing match? What are the McGregor? Is that what the guy's name is? He's like a, one of those MMA fighter guys or whatever. You just get a couple. Uh, yeah, of bo- yeah, find the best a, yeah. female boxer, uh-huh. and she can go head to head with the male boxer. You let a Mike Tyson throw a punch or two, whatever. All I'm saying is, you know, that will kind of show and demonstrate reality uh, very quickly as well. But it isn't. There's there's another thing I want to make a point of, and then I'll get to I think the real point of this whole discussion that Joe needs to understand. So the last thing I would say is this: I know this. There's the procreative process. Some call it making babies. You follow what I'm getting at? Sure. And I think that a man has the ability to contribute something that the woman can't contribute. And I think the woman can contribute something that the man can't contribute. If I'm not mistaken, that's a reality check of epic proportions, is it not? Yeah, and I've actually said can a man, a man cannot have a, have a baby. And I've, I've had somebody tell me before that that's, not true that they can actually have a, a man uh, carry a, a, a baby Lies. in his womb. Well, they might be able to carry that. a baby. Where are they going to get the egg, buddy? Yeah. Well, uh, I, Hold I on. Even if you it. plant an egg in a man and create some fake uterus or something else, and even if you you know make it happen, yeah. where does the egg come no. from, my friend? I, well, I still don't think even the, the second part is true. 
Yeah, you're right. About I, the maybe not, but but all I'm saying is, even if it is, that isn't even look. Where are they going to get the egg? If a woman can have a baby, whatever, where are they going to get the sperm? Where are they going to get the man yeah, part it, of this? It just thing? shows how how ridiculous this whole thing is. And okay, it's uh, absolutely all, insane, absurd. Yeah, but here's the quintessential is. point, Sheriff. And I'm saying this to Joe Biden. Hey, Joe, listen up, my friend, and listen to what I'm saying carefully. This is not a battle of the sexes discussion. Exactly. Okay, I've taken your bait a little bit and made it one for fun to kind of demonstrate the absurd by being absurd. But I want to point out this is not a battle of the sexes discussion. It's not a matter of, 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 of the battle for supremacy here. The sexes are not designed to divide and conquer or to battle for supremacy. The sexes are designed by Almighty God, male and female created he them, for a complementary, unifying, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts, synergistic purpose. And if you don't understand that, we'll never have an appropriate discussion on the male and female relationship. Are they equal before God and should be equal before government when it comes to their God-given inalienable rights? Absolutely. Sure. But women and men should have equality, but they are not equal. Period. End of paragraph. End of discussion. And there's no debating that scientifically if you have a half a brain, Sheriff. Yeah, and I'm wondering where his brain is because... Actually, I'm not wondering because uh, I'm anxious to see how they have him programmed to to take care of the press conference today, where he's actually going to be taking questions. I don't know what kind of pills or or uh, electronic devices they have to uh, in his ear or whatever, or uh, maybe it's going to be a press conference with a teleprompter or whatever, uh, or they have a, a somebody standing by to advise to advise him or whatever, but. There's no way. There's no way he can handle that. And I think the comments that he's made recently uh, are uh, indicative of all of that. And uh, it's 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 really sad. I mean, I do feel sorry for him. He he reminds me very much of my father-in-law, who I had nothing but admiration for. Um, he's a good man. I loved him, and and uh, he remind literally reminds me of my father-in-law. Uh, and uh, his mannerisms and, and whatnot. But this comment just shows that Joe Biden is not all there, but it, it also might be that the entire left is not all there because a lot of them are saying crap like this. And, and it, it doesn't, it's not even an argument. It's not even a legitimate argument at all. And, um, you know, women are better at men at some things. Men are better than women at some things. Thank goodness that's true. So I just read well, And that's why my quintessential point is it's not a battle of the sexes. It's a, you know what, let's celebrate. They're always celebrating diversity. Why can't they sure. celebrate that men and women are different in the diversity context then, huh? So they're very two-faced, double, you know, standards or whatever you want to say. Um, it's just insanity. And Joe just proves it. But don't worry, Sheriff. It gets better because you know how Fauci wants you to wear two masks? Yeah. They've now made it better for you, my friend. Some Mexican researchers got together and got this done according to Reuters. Researchers in Mexico created a nose mask. And the nose mask is for people to wear while they're eating and drinking. And they say the mask decreases COVID-19 infections. That's according to Reuters. Now, they got a video about this thing. And what happens is the guy takes off his diaper face mask. 
And then under it, when he's eating, he's got a nose mask on. And then when he gets done eating and drinking, he puts back on his diaper face mask again. So it's the two mask concept upgraded for your mandated convenience. Now, that's one idea. The other idea is they have this other one, this other mask they're creating now, where you can literally uh, kind of you know move this lever. And what it does is it just opens enough spot for your mouth so you can shovel something in or take a drink. Then you can use the lever to flip back down the mask or whatever so that you don't you know, go maskless and stuff like that. Um, and they got this. That's the latest, greatest uh, inventions. You know, they always say build a better mousetrap to your door and America's best at it. Well, Diaper Face Nation is hard at work, sir. But we're going to import this from the Mexicans at first. Well, uh, maybe there's some sort of NAFTA thing going on between Mexico and the White House on that. Or he's trying to make friends with the president of of Mexico, who just blamed him publicly for the entire problem at the border. Uh, that's a huge accusation from the president of Mexico to level at the president of the United States right now. That, uh, you know, of course, Biden is blaming Trump. Well, the president of Mexico is not, and he's no fan of Trump, but he's not blaming Trump. Uh, this has all been new policies from the Biden administration. And they are failing miserably. And what Biden has done is made the huge mistake at the border that they've been making in the Democrat Party for the last 40 years. And that is trying to get as many Democrat voters to come into the country, whether it's illegally or done or not, uh, so that they can continue their monopolistic takeover of America. And uh, it's, uh, this one's coming back to bite them. And uh, Biden, Biden, and uh, it's it's uh, it, it, it's a national catastrophe, and it's uh, showing again how the Democrats don't care about national security or our safety as long as they're bringing in new voters. Absolutely astonishing corruption, right bold in your face corruption, and uh, you know that's what the Democrats live on nowadays. So. Oh, my gosh, I don't know how we're going to survive that, but I, I believe we still will. We survived Obama, but uh, this one's way different even than Obama. And why is it different? Because the Democrats have all control of all houses, and the only thing that we have going is that there's more uh, Republican governors, but I'm not holding out a lot of confidence in anything coming out of the Republican Party right now and haven't for a long time, as you well know. So... It, it, it's kind of funny, isn't it? Boy, we're trying to cling to a few Republicans because, gosh, if we don't, then it's going to be a complete Democrat takeover. Well, it already is. And uh, Republicans have been part of the problem for a long time. And you play a commercial from uh, Rand Paul every every show, and he's absolutely correct. And he calls out both parties on it, and so do I. And the, the political mess that we're in today is both both parties are culpable. Yes, the Democrat Party worse, and the Republicans keep trying to chase after them, just like Mitt Romney and John McCain have. And it's all getting worse. All right, we got to end on a good news piece. Ted Cruz, Texas Senator <laughs> Ted Cruz, denied a request from a reporter to wear a mask during a press conference. The reporter said, will you wear a mask? And he said, nope. He informed the reporter, if you don't like it, you can just step back. And social distance if you have a problem. 
And the senator denies the request and says, hey, if I'm speaking directly to a camera, I will not wear a mask. And uh, then it goes on, and then basically um, he basically said, listen, we're all vaccinated. We're all immune, so I don't know what your problem is. And so the debate on that rages on as well, Sheriff. Well, because uh, they know the mask doesn't work. They know the the, uh, vaccination doesn't work, but they still want to social engineer the rest of us and make sure. I mean, every one of them have said, you still have to wear a mask even though you've been vaccinated. They've all said that. And, uh, That's not what they said before they got everybody vaccinated, though. Oh, I know, I know. But uh, no, it's ridiculous, and and uh, but they want to, and now uh, you know they're going to try to make, as you said earlier, they're going to try to make masks permanent, part of our country. You know, so no, I uh, I pray for the day when the American people will wake up, but uh, I pray that it's not too late when we do. Yeah. Then, Man, oh, man. You just got to shake your head every time we get on the show together. <laughs> the answers, oh ladies God. and gentlemen, lie in morality and the people, number one. Number two, education so that our greater numbers can advocate peacefully for change. And a good moral people that repent and turn to their God and then get together and, and work towards change peacefully. A group that gets on their knees and prays hard and then stands up and goes to work. We cannot be beat. We got to take back the media from there so that we can literally educate to the truth and reject their dishonest narrative. The issue is honesty. And if we stand together, ladies and gentlemen, we, the people of the United States of America, can lead the world in liberty. Without that, we're in serious, serious trouble. For the good sheriff and for Sam Bushman, thanks for being along for the ride. Hopefully it was educational and entertaining. CSPOA.org to become a lifetime member. That's the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. Join today, CSPOA.org. I'm Sam Bushman, and for me and the good sheriff, we declare, we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore America. Will you help? LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net. God save the Republic of the United States of America.